Kitty was on to us uh, to say that uh, Christy Short, that's uh, Pat's uh, late dad, uh, was the headmaster in Moyne and a gentle, kind man he was, says Kitty. So that's a lovely tribute uh, to him, Kitty, and thank you uh, for that. And also hearing from my good friends at Nina Arts Centre, and they're telling me that Pat Short is also in North Tipperary, and Nina, in fact, at the Arts Centre there on October 10th. And uh, tickets available for that. That's Pat and Faye as well with uh, Knuckle Down. They're also there um, at the lovely Arts Centre in Nina. If you want to look that up, you can book tickets for that as well. All right, then, it is time for gardening. Glad to be joined, as usual, by Elton Nesbitt. Good morning to you, Elton. Good morning, Fran. Good to talk to you. There's been a lot of rain over the last while, Elton. Uh, not doing the garden any favours, I'd say, really. No, and uh, um, like it has been torrential, and a lot of places are, are waterlogged. But I mean, really, uh, it's a lovely time of year because um, there's lots, lots of colour uh, that are going to be exposed. Once all the leaves go off the trees, and you know that you're going to have this kind of autumn colour, as well as um, once, once the leaves are, 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 are this is, uh, falling off, uh, it kind of exposes uh, the, the, the bark and the stems. Um, from what colour they have. And there's some lovely, let's say, really, uh, what I like at this time of year is to have a, look, a kind of planted winter garden mm. and have things that really give um, a fantastic winter colour throughout the whole winter. Um, and, and trees and shrubs will have fantastic colour um, even with the stems or even the bark of them as well. And really there's such a good selection of, of plants now available that you could have a, a beautiful colour right through the whole winter months. So things like don't you know, the lovely silver birch, um, everybody knows them. Birds, They're lovely yeah. white, the, the, with the lovely white bark on them. Um, and then even at this time of the year, the, the lovely golden uh, foliage of the autumn colour uh, coming off them. But once all the leaves come off it, then you, it exposes itself to, to the lovely white bark that it has. Now, there's a few varieties that are particularly good for that. There's a, um, a variety called Jetmontii, which is lovely white bark. Um, uh, silver birch or there's one called papyrifera and the papyrifera is lovely paper bark birch and this is what you almost see peeling off off the trunk of the tree and this lovely white white um, st- uh, stem uh, uh, appears uh, during the winter months and it really is quite good because in the springtime if you have that underplanted with uh, uh, the spring bulbs and you have the lovely white bark and the lovely bluebells or the anemones or, or even the daffodils underneath it um, against the white bark is particularly good. And I always like to have the birches as, a, as almost like a multi-stem. Instead of having a single trunk on it, um, it's nice to, to, to cut it right down to nearly ground level. It will re-spout as a multi-stem birch, which will, will show off the colour of the bark an awful lot better for you as well. Um, and again, birch trees don't grow too large either. They're, they're very good for small gardens um, um, because they don't, they're very dapple shading and they don't take over the place either. You know, they're, they're, they're quite nice. There's another tree then that's very good as well. It's the Acer Grisium. And the Acers are lovely at this time of the, uh, the year. You have that lovely Canadian wood look, the, the lovely um, different colours of the autumn leaves. But really, once the leaves are gone off it, um, Acer Grisium comes to the fore. And it has a lovely dark um, paper bark um, uh, trunk on it as well, mm. which is particularly good. And that's a, a lovely kind of rustic um, look in the garden. If you had, let's say, a cluster of uh, white paper, uh, white um, birch, and then the acegrisium planted in the middle of that, it just contrasts really well with each other. Other thing then that's lovely and that's pretty unusual, I suppose, is the Euonymus elatus. 
this is almost like the trivium. It almost has um, a, a, a triangular stem. Most stems are round in, in nature, uh, but uh, this has a lovely... Um, it's called the uh, cork-winged um, spindle tree. And with the spindle trees, are, uh, which is type of euonymus, which has a brilliant autumn colour out as well, but with euonymus lattice, it has a very unusual stem on it, and it's almost like a cork um, winged on it, uh, which is unusual uh, to the touch as well. Other things that are very good as well uh, for that kind of almost um, uh, unusual shape to them, I suppose, is the twisted hazels. And Corlus avalana contorta is a lovely twisted hazel. And that has the lovely little catkins then in the springtime, lovely little uh, yellow flowers that come out in it. But that, an awful lot of flower rangers now would use that at this mm. time of the year mm. for, for make, making arrangements. Or the lovely twisted um, willow as well, which is quite good um, for use as well at this time of the year. Other things then, of course, if you have, a, a, let's say, as you were saying, it's a very, very wet, wet garden. Yeah. <laughs> if you, there's lovely plants that you, you often see plants along the motorway, at the corners, the dogwoods. And uh, you often have the red stems or the yellow stems, or even in this lovely one called Midwinter Fire, which is almost an, uh, a coral, coral stem as well, which is particularly nice, almost an, uh, a pink-orange uh, stem on it. So if you have them planted in clusters and uh, down along the garden, and you'll have the lovely bright orange or the bright red or the bright yellow. And they're very good uh, in a lovely winter garden as well. They have a fantastic autumn colour from the, even the leaves at this time of the year as well. But uh, again, very good for wet areas in the garden. I always like to interplant those plant, uh, uh, plants with lovely grasses as well. So they have lovely stems on them. And then the, the flowers tend to dry over the winter, which are particularly nice. So things like the miscanthus grasses, the real tall elephant grasses, they're particularly nice at this time of the year as well. And then you have that lovely plume, that lovely plume uh, flower that comes out in it. Almost like, don't you know, the uh, courtiers, the pampas grasses. You can get those in the lovely, lovely uh, uh, pink pink flower or even, even in the white. The Selangiana or, or even the, the uh, uh, rosé pink is particularly nice. And they have lovely arching uh, plumes that come out in them as well at this time of year. So really, they're kind of a must to have. Uh, yes. in, but in but there's garden. no but excuse not to have colour in your garden at this time of year then. But yeah. really, uh, and, and they are magnificent, and they're quite easy yeah. to grow, and they're not, not fussy about um, soil type or anything like that, especially the cornices. I mean, they grow quite easily. You can even mm. take hardwood cuttings of them. They grow quite, quite simply. But, I mean, it's lovely to have them I mean, in clusters of, of the lovely bright red or yellow or orange um, planted down along. And there's other lovely things as well. Is if you wanted more evergreen type plants as mm. well, right through the winter, I was lovely pam- or the um, uh, Arundin areas or the... Um, uh, uh, bamboos. Now these ha- are great um, vigorous plants as well and quite hardy but you can get them in lovely yellow stems or black stems as well and again they're very good in, in, in even containers that you have on the patio the, uh, or even um, have them out in, at the end of the garden because they always have a lovely screen and you'll have the lovely tall stems of the red and yellow uh, and black um, down long and again they're, they're, they're easy to grow so those kind of plants are very good to have good. In, so, in your winter so garden. Lots of great ideas there. We have a lot of calls in about moss, and I have to say my own tarmac is gone mad with moss. In fact, at this point, it's getting rather slippy as well. Is that the rain that's driving that on? It, it is. And always at this time of the year, you'll always get um, an awful lot sort of algae or moss growing um, in your tarmac atom or on your path as well mm. or on the patio. So really what I would tend to use 
is a thing called um, must buster, a four in one must buster, or even a thing called chores as well on, on your, your concrete paths or, or patches or anything like that. And that will clean it up quite well. We also have a, a lovely product. Um, it's a tip top drive clear. It's actually made here in Nina. And that, that uh, is a good product to use. Um, on your, your patios and, and paths as well, and even on the tarmac macadam. Now, what you use is, is one litre to five litres of water and do a, a spray of that over the, the affected area that has the algae or moss growing. And that will get rid of it within three days. All you do is then brush Very off good. any any excess okay. um, on top of the, the, the ground. Very good. Lots of uh, other questions in. Ask Colton how to save dahlias uh, if you're leaving them in the ground over the winter. Yeah, really with dahlias, the, the, the whole thing is, is, is to, to mulch on top of them after the, the first frost. You'll find that the foliage will start coming back after the first frost. And uh, once that happens, then uh, cut it uh, just to ground level, remove any of the, the stalks on it, and tend to leave the stalks lying flat on top of the tubers, and then mulch with either bark mulch or farm manure on top, just about, about a, a three-inch mulch on top. That, that three inches will protect it from any hard or severe frost at the, uh, uh, from getting damaged uh, by the tubers, you know. So it's a good idea to do that. Now, really, if you're going to, uh, if you're very exposed or it's a very open kind of garden and there's no, very little shelter, I would tend to lift them uh, and, and try and dry them out as much as possible. And use a thing called yellow sulfur dust. It's sort of like a fungicidal dust that you put onto the tubers. And that protects them from any rot or, or, or disease that may attack them and store them in your garage, either with newspaper or, or dry, dry compost on top of them. And then once this... Uh, risk of frost is gone, let's say in the middle of May, mm. just plant them out in your containers and uh, they'll come up really, really well um, right through the whole uh, kind of mid to late summer, they, they flower quite well. Very good. How deep do you need to go to plant daffodils, says a listener? Uh, yeah, with daffodils really and, and really the, the rule of thumb with any spring bulb is the twice the depth of the bulb. So, um, and all, I always think um, never plant, I often see people planting um, daffodil bulbs singularly uh, and you only have one one um, show of a daffodil. They're much better planted in clumps of five. So, so I have the five bulbs together, plant them twice the depth of the bulb. Um, again, uh, if you're doing with um, uh, daffodils or if it's very wet ground, is, or especially with tulips or anything like that, just use a little bit of um, uh, gravel or sand at the base of the hole and then plant the bulbs into that. And they'll, they'll uh, grow quite happily then. But again, plant them just about twice the depth of the bulb. I have geraniums and uh, begonias outside in flower pots. They are now dying off. Should I leave them in pots outside or lift them up and put them into the garage? Also, if I have to lift them, do I just put them into flower pots with clay on them? I'm not a great gardener, but I don't want them to die as they were very expensive. Yeah, yeah, really. And, and begonias were absolutely magnificent right to right now. You know, they really were a, a great display. Uh, and really what I, with any of the, the begonias particularly, I would tend to lift them and, and uh, store them inside in, in the garage. Again, using a dusting of um, the sulphur dust on top of the tubers uh, so, so that, um, uh, the, or the corms. Uh, is to protect them from any, any rot on them. Now, uh, just cover them with, with a little bit of either uh, dry compost or even newspaper on top of them, and that will, will protect the, the corms from, from any damage from frost or anything like that. Now, with the, the goings, it's very important that you allow them to die back as naturally as possible. Mm-hmm. So allow those um, uh, stems to, to really almost fall off themselves off the, the, the corm, and then um, uh, store the... Lift the, the, the uh, begonias up 
and store them in, in your garage and a newspaper or dry compost over them. A little dusting of, of these sulphur dust as well just to keep them nice and clean. Quite a few people looking for that um, a moss product. It's moss buster, isn't it? Yeah, you can use moss buster as the four in one one. Um, if you're doing tar macadam, or we do have a, a tip-top drive clear as well, which is particularly yours, um, or even the floors for concrete paths or, or um, patios. All right, so just a final one, Alton, if you would. I have a conservatory, uh, but it has no extreme temperatures at any time of the year. I'm wondering, could I sow pots of flowers and containers in it now? You can, and you see, there's lots of things that I would start off quite early, um, so that you'll have good a long season of flowers. Um, so things like um, I, I would kind of sow any of the alpine plants. So things like abrasives, arbus, allison, saxatile, uh, even the kind of the perennial wallflowers uh, are quite good as well. Or even the sweet pea, you can start sowing them now, so that you'll have you'll have them growing on in, in your glasshouse. Again, if it is going to be minus five or anything like that, just cover them with a frost fleece, uh, protect the seedlings from from any any frost frost damage, and uh, they, they'll grow quite happily there. But they're all kind of the hardy um, uh, uh, annual plants that that that, that would use. Or you use so any of the biennial plants as well. Things like sweet William are particularly good. Uh, that they 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 wallflowers or a thing called calendula as well, the pot marigolds. Uh, a couple of our listeners concerned about the content of that moss-busting um, product as well, just wondering in terms of uh, will it kill bugs and wildlife and stuff? Uh, what, what? Uh, no, with, with the moss buster, um, it really what you do is you use one litre to five litres of water and do a uh, spray over the area um, that, that is badly affected. Now, after um, six hours dryness, of course, so, so that it absorbs into the, the algae or into the gravel or the, or the, the, the concrete as well. So it, uh, after six hours, it's fine to let your, your, your dogs and, and pets out. There, there's no uh, residue of it as, as such. And um, so that, that keeps, keeps it very, very keen and, and gets rid of any, any um, moss or algae that's growing in, in, in that area as well. So again, if you, if you have six hours dryness, I know that's very, very hard to do at mm. the moment. Yeah. It's, it's been so wet but really it gets six hours dryness and then spray it over the area that's badly affected with the algae or moss that within um, three hours you'll see a, a, a significant difference and then within three days it, it's like clean uh, properly clean as well so you'll have no algae or moss growing very good indeed Alton always good to talk to you happy gardening and thank you and good morning to you that's Alton Nesbeth our horticulturalist there that's it uh, for me Emma produced uh, Ali looked after our content today she was out and about for us and uh, Davin is on the way with the time tunnel I'll talk to you tomorrow you look after yourselves now won't you bye bye Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.